But a verse that I had read this past week um, that before the accident that came back to me after I heard the news. Um, but in Ecclesiastes 11.5, As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God, who maketh all. <clears throat> God is working even when I don't understand what he is doing. God is always working. Even when it seems silent. Even when things aren't going as I would like them to go. I don't know the way of the spirit and how the miracle of new life God forms it in the womb God is the creator of all and we get glimpses of his activity but we don't see in full we see parts um, <clears throat> You know, we, um, it's been mentioned before, but, you know, we think we know or we maybe have expectations of how God's going to work and what he's going to do, and then it turns out differently than that. Um, does that mean that God is not in control? <clears throat> I think it more means that I don't understand, like this verse is saying, I don't understand how God is going about what he is doing. Um, and then in Luke 24, down toward the end of the chapter, this is after the resurrection and the um, disciples are trying to figure out what happened. Right? And that is where we often find ourselves. We are looking at what God is doing and saying, this isn't making sense. Why would this happen right now? This is kind of backwards to what we think would work. Um, and so down in verse 21, well, it's before it starts before that. We find verse about 15, 13, we find two um, disciples on the road to Emmaus. And they're talking and discussing. And Jesus approaches them. And what does it say? It says their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. They did not see that it was Jesus. And I had to think, we find ourselves in that situation. We talk about what has just happened. And 
our eyes might not see that Jesus is right there with us. And Jesus said to them, what are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? And they stood still, looking sad. And one of them named Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which have happened here in these days? He knew more of what had happened than they, than they knew. And yet it appeared to them that he knew less. And he said to them, what things? And they said, the things about Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty indeed, and word in the sight of God and all the people. He was a prophet. From their perspective, it was over. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. And that's the phrase that stood out to me. We were hoping that it was he. We as parents are given children by God. And we think we know how God's going to use them. Even in our own lives, you... All of us have hopes. How, hey, this is how God might use me. He's given me this gift. He's, I have this skill. We were hoping. We find ourselves hoping. We were hoping. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things have happened. You know, he's already dead. He's rotting in the grave. It's three days. Our hopes are gone. We had hoped that he was the Messiah, the one that would redeem Israel. And they're standing there talking to him. We were hoping. But also some women among us amazed us when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women also had said, but him they did not see. And he said, O foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and enter into his glory? And then beginning with Moses, with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. And Jesus ends up so graciously coming and explaining to us. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might be in glory when we're with him. But there will be a day when he will, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, beginning with all the experiences the things that we've known about God. And he'll say, this is what I was saying. And our eyes will be open. We'll say, wow, we did not see that. We did not see that. But that, may our hopes and our faith be in Christ and Don't waver from that. It's in times like these that we really do need to run to God and to not run from him. 
We have that choice. It can be either one. And people do that all the time. They say, if God does this, then I don't want anything to do with him. <clears throat> Our hopes are fulfilled in Christ. They are. Amen. Well, I'll leave Marlon share, and then hey, I'll get back up and moderate then after you're finished. So. Well, greetings this morning again, in Jesus' name. Some of you have traveled miles to be here for the next couple of days. God bless you for coming. I don't know all of you or your circumstances. Most of you probably know that we also lost a son. He was 25. Tuesday evening when we walked into Jim's house, <clears throat> the shock was written all over their faces, and I remembered the feelings so well. There were a lot of memories that came back that evening. But you know, there was one thing that happens in those situations. When you've been through that situation, you understand the pain that they feel. And the reason it becomes so difficult, my brother shared this with me and it, it helped me to work through a lot of what I faced he said it's backwards and that's why you struggle so much to understand what's really happening here. And, I, and as I processed that thought, it was like, yes, that is why it's so difficult because I expect to bury my parents but I don't expect to bury my child. And so it becomes a backwards thing and we struggle with it. <clears throat> And I shared that with Jim, so hopefully that can, can uh, encourage them down the road. <clears throat> well, I thought about, I was thinking about that, and um, my mind went to the story we have of, of uh, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. It's <clears throat> kind of where my mind went right away. In verse 14 of John 11, he says, Lazarus is dead, Jesus telling them that. He says, I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent. You may believe, nevertheless, let us go unto him. So let's move, let's go. But he had already told them that Lazarus had died, he was gone. And then we have the interaction there where Martha comes and um, and then Jesus told her in verse 23, thy brother shall rise again. Well, she didn't understand that phrase at that point. 
she was struggling with that idea. Well, okay, yes, there is a resurrection, I know. Uh, I, can, I can see and hear that interaction. Yes, okay, Jesus, I know, I know there will be a resurrection, but uh, you know, how? I, I don't understand. Um, what are you trying to tell me? But Jesus told her in verse 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? So he's raising a question to her. Do you really believe who I am? <clears throat> he told her, he said, whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Was a commitment that Jesus made to her, a promise they made to her. And he said, you'll never die. <clears throat> or he that believeth in me, I guess, is how he said it. And then there's some more interaction between uh, Jesus and Mary and, and Martha there. And, and in verse 34, he says, where have you laid him? They said unto him, come and see. And here we have some of the most profound words in all of scripture. Jesus wept. He understood the pain those people faced. He understands our pain. He understands we don't know. He knows all those things. We could look at that. Jesus may have had some other reasons for that as well. I'm not sure. There, there could be other things. You know, in, in their circumstances, maybe he wept for their sin. He probably did. That may have been part of what he was going through. When he, when he spoke, when those words were penned there. <clears throat> but I think we can take courage that he wept because he understood. We can take courage because he knows we feel pain and he feels with us. We can take courage because he hasn't left us alone to find our own way but he's walking beside us. You know, it's in these times, uh, Dave said this morning, we were talking a little bit, and he said, you know, it's in the valley where we grow. You know, think about that. Hey, we know what valleys and mountains are. And, uh, you know, you look at the mountain, it's usually, oh, there's trees there, but it doesn't look real productive, does it? But in the valley, it does. Now maybe the valley looks dark. Um, there's more shadows in the valley too. You know, when the sun goes down, there's more shadows in the valley. <clears throat> so, you know, it's in those dark times. It's it's the valley where we finally we come out the other side, and it's like, yes, but he was still there. He's still there. <clears throat> you know, a couple of verses down, he says, take away the stone. And they did. And then he, he says, and, he, and verse 40 says, Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Didn't I tell you this? 
And then he goes on, um, he lifts his, his eyes to heaven and he, he utters the prayer there. He says, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And then he says, Lazarus, come forth. You know, for us today, it is the thought of the resurrection that brings us hope. You know, if, if we had no hope of a resurrection, if everything was like life is over, what would we have to look forward to? But that's not how God is. God is in it. He is the resurrection and the life. <clears throat> You know, the next couple of days are going to be a time when we think about, you know, why God? We raise the question. The question comes, why God? Why did you allow this? You know, as I sat beside Jim the other evening, he said, I don't understand. I know why he said that. I didn't understand either. To this day. I don't understand all of God's purposes, but there are a few things that have become clear to us over the years. And they will to Jim's too, I think. But some of those things we will never know until eternity. And that's up to God. We just leave it to him. Um, and so if you've traveled miles to be here, God bless you. Thanks for coming. Um, now, Jim's may not see you. They may not know that you were there, but that's okay. You know, there were so many people there that day at her son's funeral, 470-some. Um, we're not sure where they all came from. But, you know, as we think about the sheer magnitude of what God does, he brings glory to himself in ways we cannot imagine. And that's what life is all about is for us to bring glory to him. And so um, just let's just find courage. And some of you young people were good friends with uh, Shalom, but God is still in it. Take courage. There is a day coming that is better than today. And, uh, and we look forward to that. The believer has the hope of the resurrection, and that's an awesome thought. It really is. God bless each of you. What has um, God ministered, how has God ministered to you this week? Um, is there something you would like to pray for? Let's take the, the remainder of the service here to, I want to open it up. If you have something to share, um, just put your hand up. Judson will bring a mic to you. And there are some people listening in. That way they can hear also. Uh, <clears throat> some, some are traveling today back for the, to get home for the funeral. But, okay, we'll open it up. <clears throat>
Well, when I first heard about what had happened, <clears throat> my, my heart sank, just having daughters myself. And then as listening to Shalom's mom, uh, Rachel, Rachel, she said she's with her savior. And I said, what a great thought. She made it. And uh, one day we'll see her. And uh, so I know sometimes it's not a comfort because we're going to miss her here on earth. Well, let it be a joy that she don't have to deal with what we have to deal with anymore on here on earth. And, uh, and she gets to see him face to face. She graduated. And uh, we just give glory to God for that. God's words, you know, had to think in every day as we commune with God, we have the opportunity to read his thoughts. And what are his thoughts during these times? What has he shown you this week that you could share with, with everyone? Because we need that. We need to know what God's thinking and what he, um, what is true reality. I shared recently, I think it's Johnny Erickson said that we are, we are not physical beings having spiritual experiences. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. Our physical experience is so short. If you go look at a tombstone, it's that little dash in between the years. We're just in the dash, and yet we think this is so big. Look at all this stuff I can get done. But we're, we magnify ourselves and, and minimize God in the midst of that. I think of Jesus' words, come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, just to the family and to the youth who are such good friends to Shalom. I just want you to know I'll be praying for you and um, that you'd be looking to Jesus in this difficult time. Jay, could you, why don't you pray for all the close friends right now? Um, they would find rest. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, uh, you said that you would send the Comforter. Lord, it's this time that we need him. Lord, especially those Um, close to Shalom and the uh, and the young the young people to my daughters and, and Lord just ask that you please show yourself real to them send the Holy Spirit to comfort them comfort us Lord 
We thank you for salvation. We thank you that death is not the end, that the grave has been conquered. Lord, it's only because of you. Help us to continue to look to you, focus on you, and thank you for all that you've done not only here, but also in eternity. Lord, we love you. We want to serve you. Just pray that you'd be with the family and friends of Shalom. Comfort them, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I, um, I just wanted to say that I think of the verse in a time like this, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. As what people were sharing here, I was thinking about um, Jesus raising Lazarus, and um, he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. He was going to do this miracle, but he took time to grieve with what they had been experiencing the last few days. And just wanted to put that out, that like even though we know all these good things about where Shalom is and good things that he's going to do in our lives because of it, we need, still need to take the time to grieve with those that are grieving, and, and Jesus does too. a song that has been on your heart that you'd like to sing Go ahead, I was just sitting here uh, reminiscing a little bit about when our Jesse passed and that was about oh, 26 years ago now I guess in August it was also August mm-hmm. and um, somebody sent me a little booklet called Streams in the Desert and it was purposely for um, deaths and and I, it was beautiful what was written for that day how that God was painting a picture and I can't even say it all that was in there the details but how he was painting a picture for Jesse and then that morning he laid down the paintbrushes and he said his earthly life was done here and I thought about Shalom in that way too you know her testimony will go on, but what she did here on earth as far as being here and being amongst us, that has ended. But I believe God will use her testimony. Mm-hmm. Even though he has laid down the paintbrushes, the picture has stopped as far as what she did here. But it, it was just a nice thing to think about, you know, that that's true for her too. And for all of us, we are going that way too. And we don't know when that day is, but. God has our day numbered. And I'm just so thankful and so rejoicing that she was, she had made a commitment to the Lord and she was ready to go. To me, that is all that matters. You know, right now, that is all that matters. She was ready to meet Jesus. And I rejoice in that. Thank you. You know, and there's so many stories that come out. It seems like in times like this, 
someone dies, you know, Shalom has passed on, but there's stories of what happened right in the days and weeks right before and right following. And, and um, in one sense, some of those stories don't come out until the person dies. But in another sense, some of those stories we could be, um, we would do well to seek out. Um, and to encourage each other. We see as we see the day approaching, well, that's the end of the world, but also each of us have a day approaching. We don't know when it is, but to make sure that we are taking the time to tell the stories of what God is doing, to ask, to hear the stories of what God is doing. And um, that's one thing it has reminded me of, is let's not wait until someone dies to find out what God's doing in their, li in their life. Six sixty nine. Amen. Six sixty nine. Come thou fount of every blessing. Do you all stand to sing this song?
someone have another song while we're standing? That last phrase, here's my heart, O take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. <clears throat> it reminds me of, and I shared this with the men's class, but it really hit me the last, Eden sent me a few pages out of Shalom's journal, and the last page, and she did colorful stuff on it. It was really, um, her journal was decorated. Um, but on the last page, the verse Isaiah 6, 8, I heard the Lord saying, I need to look this up, get the words, but <clears throat> the end of the verse is, you know, who will go for me? And Isaiah answers and says, here am I, send me. Um, and she said, am I willing? Are we, God is calling and am I willing? And as we saying this, here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Shalom's last page in her journal was a testimony of committing to God. Um, Here am I, send me. And God did what he knows is to fulfill that request. Even though we don't understand that right now. We say that doesn't make sense. How can she be, a, how can she be fulfilling that and she's no longer here. But God knows. Amen. Someone have another song? 317. 317. Amen. Move in our midst, thou Spirit of God.
setting us on. Thank you. You may be seated. <clears throat> Our God is great. Amen. Amen. You know, we have a great treasure God has given us, a great treasure in one another. And I think it's in times like these that that comes to the forefront if we don't realize it to that degree all the time. We have a great treasure that God has given us in the family of God, in his family. And... Um, Amen. Well, I'm closing out here. Um, Marisa and Janelle are leaving. Do you leave today? Yeah, later today? Are you flying together? Yep, well, good. And um, I want to bless you on your way. They're going to New York City. Is that where it is? To, for some missionary training. I don't remember what it's called, but... I want to bless you in that. And um, some of the ladies, just come be with them, and we'll have a time of prayer blessing them as they go. I don't know, you're kind of in the middle. Maybe you want to sit on the end, and um, maybe a few gather around Janelle and around Marisa. And we'll pray for them. Pray for them. Well, Janelle's going to come up and join the crowd. <laughs> there you go. That works. <coughs> Where is the mic? You want to bring the mic up, Judson? And um, I'll ask some of the ladies to pray for them. Pray for safety and wisdom and strength and courage and boldness as they go. For Marisa and Janelle and their heart for missions, Lord, their heart to do your will and to learn to serve you in this world. I pray that you'd bless them, especially going at a hard time like this, Lord. You'd be with them and help them to rest in you, to lean on you, and to trust you for what you have for them for the future. Bless them, and I know they'll be an encouragement to others and learn what you have for them to learn, Lord. In your name we pray. Lord, I just pray for them both as they go also. Pray that your peace would go with them and your power would rest on them. Lord, equip your daughters here for whatever you have ahead for them. Make, may the time that they spend there be blessed. May it be multiplied, Lord, for your kingdom's sake. Lord, I just ask that your um, peace would especially be with um, Marissa and each of the young girls here who've, who are thinking about a friend that they lost. And Lord, I, I just ask that you would even now keep them 
close to you and, and um, Lord, I know that it's not like uh, they would choose to be really be, like she would really choose to be going away right now. And yet, Lord, you had this timing all figured out, and it's not like the family is going to be looking and going, why was she not there? I just ask, Lord, that, that you would especially bless this time, even despite all the little things thrown in here, big things, Lord, not, not just little things, and just make it a blessing for them. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being with us here today in our grief, and thank you so much how you are uh, stirring our hearts to draw closer to you and to be more committed to your kingdom work, and thank you that Marisa and Janelle have made a commitment just like Shalom, here am I, send me. And Lord, we know that when your children make that commitment, that your grace goes with them, and so we know that you will give them much grace, especially with um, this added grief. I know that you will be with them and carry them and somehow even um, uh, bring a greater work through them because of this. Thank you for them and just bless them on their journey. In Jesus' name. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your great wisdom for your love and mercy that we can trust in you, that you know all things. Thank you that you are a comforter, that, you, that we do not need to fear in anything, but that we can always trust in you and that you have a purpose for each one of us. I thank you, Father, for calling Maurice and Janelle to this, this training to prepare them for whatever you have for them. Father, bless them and give them the strength and the courage that they need and the, the ability to, to think and to connect with others. Father, we thank you that you will be with them there as you have been here and that you are with each one of us. We just thank you and praise you. We pray in Jesus' name. I also pray your blessing on them. I say amen, and may you strengthen them as they are leaving in the midst of this time of grieving. And um, bring a calm and a rest in the midst of all this change. And protect them on their way, and bless that time richly. Lord Jesus, in your name I pray, amen. You know, yesterday I counted with Joshua and Jared just leaving, and now Janelle and Marisa and Rachel's leaving next week, and, and Shalom left. That's six. I don't know if I'm missing anyone. But I think some of the youth left behind, do you feel like you're Gideon's little <laughs> 300, you know, against? It's like, why? Why is this all happening right now? Um, but you know what? Everybody's leaving in the work of the Lord. That's a blessing. And um, we bless each one of them where they are. And God is the one 
Um, we've been just reading verses this week on, you know, I think in Colossians 1.11, that was another one, but strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, I think it says, unto um, all strength, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. And my prayer last week was, Lord, so often the, maybe I can, I could ask for patience and long-suffering. I'll get through this thing, but I'm not doing it joyously. The joyous part only comes from the Holy Spirit. That's, and we can pray that. Paul prayed that for them, the Colossians, that, that um, all patience and long-suffering would be given to them with joyfulness. And that's a quiet rest, I believe, that emanates from our spirit and from the spirit of God. It's... So may you have all patience and long-suffering with joyousness. Amen. Is there any announcements? I mean, I guess the, um, <coughs> the schedule tomorrow, the calling hours are at CCF um, from 3 to 5 and 6 to 8, and the funeral is in Pine Bluffs at the community building at 10.30. And then the burial is in Carpenter. That's probably about a 20-minute drive down to the cemetery and then coming back to the community building in Pine Bluffs for a time of, um, yeah, you are gonna miss that, aren't you? That's, that's too bad. A, um, I think there's gonna be some food there, reception time and an open mic and a sharing time. Um, back in Pine Bluffs. I don't think there'll be, um, we won't have a meeting here Wednesday night with the events of the week. And is there any other announcements along with that? <clears throat>